Pharaoh's Dream. Two years after the butler had been released from prison, Pharaoh was troubled by vivid dreams that he couldn't understand. All of his wise men offered opinions on what they meant, but Pharaoh knew they were only guessing. There seemed to be no one in all of his kingdom who could interpret them correctly. It was only then that the butler remembered Joseph, and Pharaoh immediately had him brought up from the dungeon. I was standing by the river Nile, Pharaoh told him, and seven fat cows came to graze at the grassy river banks. As I watched, seven thin cows came and ate them, but the thin cows didn't get any bigger. In my second dream, I saw seven plump ears of wheat being swallowed up by seven thin shriveled ears of wheat. The whole court waited anxiously to hear what Joseph would say. God is warning you that there would be excellent harvest throughout Egypt for seven years, followed by seven years of devastating famine, he announced. You should put someone in charge of stockpiling grain over the next seven seasons, otherwise your people will starve. Pharaoh knew exactly who he wanted for such a responsible task, the man before him. So Joseph went from being a captive in Pharaoh's prison to being his right-hand man, dressed in the finest robes and wearing Pharaoh's ring. And he went through the country, making sure the people's stores were filling with grain. After seven years, just as Joseph had predicted, the crops suddenly failed, not just in Egypt, but in the lands beyond, too. Families found themselves and their animals without food and unable to grow anything in the dry ground. Joseph opened the storehouses, and the starving people came from far and wide for grain. Imagine Joseph's shock when one day, among the desperate people, he recognized ten of his own brothers. His only sadness was that his favorite brother, Benjamin, wasn't with them. In the twenty years since the men had sold their brother into slavery, Joseph had changed a great deal, and they had no idea who he really was. Joseph resisted the urge to hug them and instead treated the foreigners severely. He spoke to them in Egyptian, using an interpreter. You are spies come to search out our storehouses, he accused the famished, exhausted men. No, we're from a starving family in Canaan, they explained. Our youngest brother is at home with our father. Joseph pretended not to believe them and threw them into prison. After three nights, he saw them again. Prove that you are telling the truth, demanded Joseph. You can go back with your, your grain, but one of you must stay until you bring me the youngest brother of yours. This is our punishment for selling Joseph, he whispered. Whispered Reuben, not realizing that Joseph could understand. When he saw the guilt on his brother's face, faces, he turned away and wept, then gave orders for Simon to be bound and for every sack filled with wheat, replacing their money, too. The brothers were deeply shaken when they arrived home and found that their silver had mysteriously appeared back in their sacks. Their father was even more upset. I lost Joseph and now I lost Simon. Jacob wept. I won't let you take Benjamin or he might not come back either. But the famine lasted longer than the grain and the family soon faced starvation again. Jacob was still determined not to let his sons return to Egypt. But when Judah promised to guard Benjamin with his life, Jacob reluctantly changed his mind. He loaded them up with gifts of exotic spices, making sure that, making sure they had enough money to pay back the silver they owed. 
When Joseph saw Benjamin, he wept with joy. He left the room and sent in the finest food and drink to the men. After Joseph told his steward to fill the sacks and replace their money again, this time hiding his own silver drinking goblet in Benjamin's sack. The brothers hadn't gotten very far on their return journey when Joseph sent his steward chasing after them. On the pretense of looking for the precious goblet, they were horrified when it was found in Benjamin's sack. Back at Joseph's house, they threw themselves at his mercy. You're all free to leave, Joseph told them, except the man whose sack the goblet was found. Judah knew this would break Jacob's heart. Please let Benjamin go, or my father would die of grief, he pleaded. Allow me to stay here in his place. Joseph could bear it no longer. I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt, he told the astonished men, and I forgive you for everything. It was all God's work. Spend the remaining years of the famine here, where I can look after everyone. Jacob wouldn't believe that Joseph was not only alive, but lord of all Egypt under Pharaoh. But when the two men met and Jacob looked into Joseph's eyes, he knew that God had given back the son he thought was dead. Now that I've seen you again, I can die happy, he said, thanking God. And Jacob lived out the rest of his days in Egypt. About the story. Joseph is the only person who can interpret Pharaoh's dreams. So Pharaoh appoints him to a position of authority. Joseph's predictions come true, and it is only because of his gift of interpretation that the Egyptians survived the famine. Joseph is reunited with his brothers, but the roles have been reversed. Joseph forgives them for the past and treats them with love, and Jacob is reunited with his favorite son.